0: What was that film you were watching?
1: Death, death, death. Death, death, death. Part two.
2: Oh, Lord. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Kill the Cast. My name is Jerry, and of course, as always, I am joined by Jay... Dude, it's interactive CD-ROM. Here, you got to look at the ad at least.
0: It's in Fangoria. You know, the one with the popping eyeballs on the cover? All right, where is it? Here, here. Um, we dare you to participate in the most frightening experience available on this planet. State-of-the-art, run amok, unleash the dark side of your soul. Enter a game that feels more
2: real than re- reality. Awesome. And that is uh, our pitch to kill the cast to NBC, and we got denied. And as always, uh, the Silent Hill biker
1: himself, Kenneth. I can't follow that shit up.
2: (laughs) I couldn't follow that shit. You did a better job than the fucking guy in the movie. Yeah, for real. And if you don't know, we're doing the 1994 Edward Furlong classic brain scan because you probably either have never watched it or you watched it when you were a teenager and don't remember it and so we're doing it fuck
1: yeah. you i love the movie i thought it was great <laughs> cuz i did yeah, watch what, it when i was fun. a teenager <laughs> and i Definitely. did remember it
2: i i had and, uh, before we get into this movie uh jay what have you been up to
0: uh final fantasy 15 pretty much is occupying most of my time recently okay yeah well it's awesome
1: so fuck you <laughs>
2: And uh, Kenneth, what have you been into? Uh,
1: uh, nothing really. Going to a gun show—that's about it.
2: Oh, I've just been in a lot of medicine because I've been sick. Um,
1: yeah, uh, yeah,
2: So if I sound different, that's why. And if I randomly disappear, it's because I'm having a coughing fit and I'm coughing up my lungs. So. Oh. Yay! Nice.
1: I'm dying. <laughs> Actually, you're doing a lot better than you were. Yeah, that's true.
2: Wait, I, but the show must go on. I was like, "Fuck it!" If I cough all over the place and I cough all over the place, we should let's let's do this. Well, so if you
0: die, awesome, we'd be popular
2: in a minute. Oh yeah, dude, if I die while recording, oh yeah, y'all you have to get Reese to like send you the the. Yeah, you file. left her instructions that it's okay for us to profit from your death. Rent. Yeah, <laughs> y'all profit from my death as much as possible
1: hell yeah it's kind of ironic
2: kill the cast the only podcast where they actually do kill their own cast
1: it's ironic me and jay were having a conversation a little bit ago about uh about him being in a
2: coma so was gonna say what what episode was it that we were talking about uh jay being in a diabetic coma
1: Hey, remember it? the episode. But well, I know that me and him were just talking about that and I was discussing yeah. what I was saying. Would do if i was
0: have... in a coma, we gotta do the show live on YouTube from the hospital. <clears throat>
1: and while we, you know, we draw dicks and shit on his face, and then I'll you know, you can take Polaroid and me teabagging him and we'll, you know, stick it on the wall so that'll be the first thing he sees when he wakes up.
2: We're really good people. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we're talking about brain scan from nineteen ninety four uh, it stars Edward Furlong and no one else. Because uh, no one else in this movie, I don't think, has ever done anything. Except the guy who did the music for this movie. The actually... guy that plays the
0: cop is in stuff.
2: Who? The guy that plays the main detective.
1: What yeah, album? he's in all, all kinds of shit. Oh, is he? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, he's discount
0: Christopher Lee, but he's definitely in things.
1: Oh, shit. Yeah, um, yeah you're right. He is uh...
2: that. The guy who did the music's name is George S. Clinton. He did music for the Cheech and Chong movies, the Austin Powers movies, and the Mortal Kombat movies.
1: Nice.
2: Yeah.
0: So, I, I, thought,
2: I thought that was interesting because I was like, you know, I kind of like the music. And I looked into it and it was like, oh, it's to do for Mortal Kombat. Hell yeah. He also did Austin Powers in a Big Mama's movie and the Santa Claus movies <laughs> with Tim Allen. Oh, so, he, well, was, he was in the box? <laughs>
1: Well, even past even if you get past the score, man, damn uh the the soundtrack itself was fucking awesome, man. There's some badass bands oh, yeah. on that soundtrack, that, I would
0: say this. Edward Furlong's room is definitely like my room from high school. Fucking horror movie and heavy metal posters all over the place, tons of electronics. Right.
1: Well, I would have all that stuff all over my room too, if my room when I was a kid wasn't the size of, you know, a box. Yeah. I live enough. I live. I lived in a trailer, so I could literally touch both, both walls in my room.
0: Oh, here you go. The cop was the voice of Archer from Small Soldiers.
1: There we go. leader he did of the Gorgonites. Ooh. He was
0: That's in shit. the Ninth Gate. He's been
1: in plenty of things. Yeah, he's been in a lot of shit. Anyway. Super, Superman Returns, <laughs> Frost, Nixon. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. uh,
2: if you've never seen Brain Scan, you should watch it. But here's what you need to know. Michael is uh, a guy who's he's a teenager... He lives by himself because apparently his dad is a workaholic and works far away. Uh, His mom's dead. uh, Yeah, his mom's dead. dead. Um, And he's into horror movies and video games and has computer technology that was not readily available in 1994. Being chased by robots in the future. For for thousands and thousands of dollars worth of stuff. Anyway, he gets a computer game in that he he orders from Fangoria Magazine. And uh, let's just say that this uh, video game is a little bit more interactive than normal. So that's, that's the premise for this movie.
1: And that's the end of the podcast right there. And
2: that's yeah. it. We have Go watch yeah. we we have it. Oh, yeah. We got crazy
1: horror survival games and Terminators and all kinds of shit.
2: Yeah. So I, I thought it was funny, though, that, that, like, when the movie started off, it started off with the whole, like, car wreck thing. And I was just like, oh, it's an autobiography on Edward Furlong's life.
0: Uh-huh. Is he in a car wreck? I don't get that joke. His life is a car wreck. Uh, well, he was the crow
1: in
2: part 4.
1: I don't even A-more. want to <laughs> fucking mention that horrible piece of shit. <laughs>
2: wow. So, such anger. So anyway, yeah, I movie, have a lot of anger. The movie starts off with this car wreck thing that ends up it was him dreaming, but apparently his mom died in a car wreck or something.
0: Yeah, that was him remembering. It was him having a nightmare. It <clears throat> was a nightmare or something that actually happened to him. <clears throat> <clears throat> That's why he
1: limps. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't you get that when he when he woke up and you know had this intimate moment with a scar on his knee?
2: Yeah. No. I have a thing in my note later on about the car wreck. Uh, Fucking goddamn it. So <laughs> he he uh he has a best friend named Kyle. There oh, is a there there is a girl next door named Kim. Uh, that he's in love with. That he watches. She's got uh, weird '90s tits. Yeah. She. I'm sorry. Say that again. She has weird '90s tits. All right. So,
1: and just a little bit of drop, but still pointy.
2: The points like all nipple. Um. <laughs> and uh, he gets a phone call, which is assisted by his computer named Igor. And this is buddy Kyle. Can can like we in the podcast forever going buddies forever? <laughs> like, i was just like y'all are a bunch of horror fans who get off on people getting decapitated and y'all end everything like a fucking wait 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 wait, 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 wait. Mary, Kate, okay
1: video. okay forever? so you got a combus, you got a combination here you don't only have horror fans but you have metalheads and i don't care what anybody says us metalheads were sensitive fuck yeah
2: I wouldn't know I'm not a metalhead.
1: Exactly. That's the reason why I had to explain it to you because you out of the three of us are not a metalhead. Me and Jay both know metalheads are sensitive.
2: My favorite song in the movie is the one that the trickster played.
1: Well, that's Claypool. Yeah. Promise? Yeah.
2: Yeah. This shit was awesome. Uh, so, yeah, they talk about this video game brain scan And Edward Furlong ends up ordering, his his name's Michael Bauer, by the way. I guess I should start calling him by his character's name. Michael Bauer. And uh, he orders it. And
1: uh, somehow, over the phone. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, we have to go into detail about how weird this kid is, or seemingly weird, during the conversation that they're having about the brain scan game. Because at the very same time that they're having the conversation about the brain scan game over the phone, <laughs> he's he is on his neighbor. <laughs> yeah, he's he's literally looking through his camera at his neighbor, fucking changing clothes through her window.
0: Just saying. Yep. And recording it.
2: I yeah, to play back later. I was waiting for him to bust out with, "She's got really nice signal." I don't get it. Because he's watching it through his camera and computer monitor.
1: Oh. Yeah. yeah. And, then we, and then we find out in that instance <laughs> that she knows, and she does that shit on purpose. So they're actually kind of weird neighbors together. Yeah. Yeah,
2: there's some weird American uh, beauty shit going on there. Um, yeah, is nice? Yeah, but he, he ends up calling the number to order this video game. And uh, the over the fucking speakers, they somehow give him a mini seizure where he bites his lip and then he seductively just touches his lip all the time. Sorry. Believe it listen, or not.
0: Listen, that thing he's looking at is clearly his computer monitor, not a TV. And so it connects to the internet, no, 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 which uh, did exist.
2: Uh, okay. No, uh, but when he's having the phone call, he, like, later on when yeah, he plays t- his the game. Yeah, his computer
0: comes No, when he's having the phone call, his computer comes on. Yeah, and it shows the brain scan logo. Oh, but and these it says, "Let lights. me give you a taste."
1: Yeah, but my like, okay, my problem with that, the may, first... they make him have this seizure, are coming down from the ceiling, not from the fucking TV. Yeah, That's my... actually the very first note that I've got.
2: Yeah, I, I have a note later on when he does when he actually plays it. I can I can see how maybe the game can do come some kind of like signal flash to fuck with the brain, but like when he's just talking to him on the phone. I, d- I don't think there's some kind of audio thing that's gonna make him have a mini sexy seizure. Yeah, sexy seizure.
1: And apparently, in that instance, is where they suck the information out of his brain to be able to t- be able to tell what game to send yeah. him.
2: and that's how you know. Like that was the first thing I saw that made me go, "Okay, there's something more going on." Like this is like that was my first thing that made me go, "Okay." there's some kind of supernatural element to this. It's not going to be like... Because at first when I read the description of it and I was like, okay, maybe it's like some kind of like uh, science experiment by the government or something. Kind of like if you've ever heard of the Polybius uh, arcade myth thing. Like Mm -hmm. it was something like that where they were doing experiments to see if they could control people to make them go kill. That was my first thought when I heard about this movie. When Kenneth told me about the movie. And then later on when the trickster actually shows up i was like okay this is a supernatural episode this is
1: so you were kind of thinking it was going to be like the dude in maximum overdrive when he's staring at the video games
2: yeah i thought this was going to be like i was i didn't think it was going to go like last starfighter alien thing i thought it was going to be like government experiment kind of thing right is that's what i my first thought so when this scene happened it was the first thing that made me go okay maybe i'm wrong
0: I was just thinking it was gonna be like the Ring kind of deal, or like the Devil sent the game.
2: I hate never when the you Devil never... sends me video games. He never sends me. Oh, I love good. it, man! They've got the best graphics. He always sends but... me like Mary Kate and Ashley go fishing. <laughs> I meant Final thing. Fantasy Fifteen.
1: <laughs>
2: uh, okay, I'm sorry. I was alright. All right. So, anyway. He goes, uh, that all happened. Yeah,
1: that fucking game is keeping Jerry from getting some because his old lady's stuck on it.
2: You know you can do both at once, right? I was about to say, Kenneth, uh, it is not keeping me.
1: <laughs> it, is,
2: it is not at all. Uh, anyway. I'll tell you
0: what. There was one time I was playing Battlefield.
1: Wow.
2: I, I was really interested. I thought he was going to continue, and then he
1: just stopped. Well, I was like,
0: I can continue. Dude, you? But okay. I figured that's We'll talk about podcast. that later.
1: But, yeah, I mean, that's actually my first note because that was the first thing that irritated me. And, and you know, from my background, I was the one that chose this movie because I love it so much. So that was actually my first one was when he had the little mini seizure because I was like, that's kind of fucking weird. It doesn't fit.
2: Yeah. So he goes to school and he has a horror club at his school. And normally I would have been like, no fucking way. But... My high school when I lived in Columbia, South Carolina actually had a science fiction and fantasy class that was experimental where we actually like read a bunch of science fiction and fantasy books and movies. So I was like, okay, you know what? I could see them having a horror. Well,
0: I'll say this. There's a lot of like after-school activities that you can just like ask the school to do so they let you use the facilities, but it doesn't, it's not like paid for or run by the school. Yeah, but normally just, uh,
2: it has to have like a teacher sponsor, though.
1: Oh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> we we were my my year when I was my freshman year in high school. We were the only year that they offered a guitar class to 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 us. Yeah, because wow. like and that was and that was just because they knew that certain the certain ones of us they wanted to give us an opportunity to do something that we enjoyed because none of us enjoyed any of the rest of the uh, extracurricular classes. Gotcha.
0: Yeah. So like the question is they're watching death 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 part 2 is is A that a real movie or is B is the footage that they used for that movie from a different movie that is real?
1: I I could not It find looked the like answer, it was from a Hammer flick to be honest with <laughs> you. Yeah, it did. You. I
2: looked and d- there is very little information about this movie out there. I, 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 doing my research, I got nothing. I got jack squat. I've got no interesting trivia. I got nothing. Like, it's ridiculous.
1: Well, this movie kind of fucking, it, it, it kind of, you know, flowed in with, uh, you know, a lot of the 90s trash. It was kind of like, you know, because yeah, like, like I told Terminator you, what I you. Mean, Like when me and you were having that conversation the other day and I told you that, you know, the 90s put out some gems, but you got a lot of trash in there with it. And that's kind of what it floated in there with, you know, unfortunately, because this movie was really good.
2: Yeah, that's that's true. I can definitely agree to that. So, yeah, they get stopped. He goes to the principal's office and uh, the conversation between the principal and him is just hilarious, especially the part where he's like, and what was that movie? And he goes, death, death, death. And then there's a pause, and he goes, Part two. <laughs> yeah. That line, like, kill Like, I actually thought the dialogue in this movie was actually really good. Like, surprisingly.
1: Even though it wasn't executed very well in certain instances.
2: Yeah. Eddie, uh, Edward Furlong, while not the great actor, he has a look to him, and his line delivery is either 100% perfect. Or a hundred percent bad. There is no mediocre with this guy.
1: Well, I, I think, in my personal opinion, Edward Furlong's best movie was American History X. Yeah. To to me, that was his best movie, and, and his worst
2: the worst movie was Terminator
1: Two. I disagree. What? Terminator I think his worst two is I awful. think it, awful what oh my god don't even jay jay don't even get into it he doesn't like any of the terminator movies you might as well just stay out just leave it alone i've tried to get in this conversation with him before Uh, i'm just gonna leave it be but his worst movie to me was the uh that that fucking piece of shit crow movie that it did that was his worst movie to me but i think the worst actor in in brain scan was the best friend
0: you know, okay, so I'm, I'm trying to find information about Death, Death, Death while we talk. That actor is 27 when he played Kyle.
2: Yeah, he is. <laughs> Are you fucking serious? Dead <laughs> up. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So,
1: uh... And he's a shitty actor.
2: So, Horror Club gets suspended. Who didn't see that coming? Uh, our banned, as they say, because it's horror, so it has to get banned. It was banned in seven countries. Um... And uh, he goes home to find uh, some mail, including brain scan. He also has a message from his dad that gives you some like background information that he's home alone and why he's home alone that they kind of shoehorned in so that there wouldn't be a parent to stop him from doing anything he does.
1: It's awesome too. I mean, I would not mind getting left to home alone if I had this fucking big badass attic room and this fucking like six, seven hundred thousand dollar house that was on a lake and shit. I don't think I'd mind it. And
2: three grand worth of 1990s computer equipment.
1: Right. And you know, the fucking Igor thing. Because the first time I watched this movie, I
2: thought all this shit was badass. Like you see yeah. this a lot though in the '90s, is you get these kids who have like rooms that like no kid ever had. No kid ever had a room set up like this. It just didn't happen. Well, his dad yeah, was I think, rich
1: and tried to buy it just, his love. So it's like the staple of capitalism. You know what I'm saying? Kids watch these fucking movies and they're like,
2: "Mommy, Daddy, buy me this, buy
1: me that. I need like, you to buy a new house so I, I can have this, I badass see this movie."
2: Room. And I'm like, "Dad." Fucking get a house with an attic and let me live in it and fucking go work three states away.
1: Yeah, but see, your dad is so badass that he probably could have built you the Igor thing.
2: (coughs) That's actually true. He probably could, and he would have the money to do it. Right. So. Run out, run out, run out. Anyway. So, does anyone notice that with the brain scan thing, like, when he starts to boot it up, it goes, this'll take two hours, and then it's like, you only have an hour to do this. Did anyone else notice that, or was that just me? Uh,
0: What do you mean, this'll take two hours?
2: It says this, he was like, you'll need two hours, and then it's like, you have to finish this game in an hour.
1: Oh... No, it, it doesn't say it. it the, the number the number counters right down at the bottom.
2: Yeah, no, it says you have to finish the game within an hour.
1: Yeah, but I think... I, I remember... I thought I remember, it said
2: before the time runs out. Oh, okay, whatever. It still says two hours and
1: gives them an hour. Yeah, because the time counter is down at the bottom.
2: So, he has another seizure, um, and we start the game.
1: The game is yeah, just but by design. Yeah, no. What? Yeah, but this is, the, this is where it explains why he's having the seizures is right then. Because it's like the game uses hypnotic, uh, uh, hypnotic shit from the lights flashing on the it, screen. It
2: uses Hollywood mumbo-jumbo scientific... Uh, uh, actually, the scan yeah, lines. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, someone's going to be in the comment section. Well, actually, the scan line. And I'm going to be like, yeah, you're right. I'm just going to agree with you. I'll agree with anything, though. <laughs> I'm pretty easy.
0: Yeah, you are. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> anyway, so we have Death by Design is the game he plays, um, and he uh, goes looking. Uh, he gets directed by a voice to where he's going, and their voice. The like. same voice,
0: as the announcer.
2: Yeah. All of all of Brain Skin is done by one voice, because they're not. They can't afford two voices. That's extreme. Yeah, it's, all right. it's a lot of money so uh we we go in there and it's pretty super realistic i mean he grabs a knife he goes to the guy sleeping he's about to do it wait okay this is in my notes
1: why the fuck was that knife hanging on the pot rack Okay, where well, you know who, who's house the thing. do you go into? The where same guy. You've got all these pots hanging there, and then. Well, a it's fucking... a video game. No, no, I have the answer.
2: I know it's not a video game. I have an answer, because this guy who's in this house is a fucking weirdo. Did you see his bed? No box <laughs> spring, no box spring, just a mattress on a frame. That's it. You can clean. I don't have a box spring. You, you sleep on, like, basically a fucking futon, though. There's a difference between a guy in hey, nice I neighborhood. I got an Ikea
1: futon, Look motherfucker. Here, Respect. Motherfucker,
2: with your my Swedish, Ikea futon
1: is badass.
2: Your, your Swedish wood. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Listen here. Yeah. This guy in a rich neighborhood who obviously has money because we all know rich white people put, love putting African tribe stuff on their fucking walls, he should have a much bigger bed, a much nicer bed. This bed looks like he's sleeping in his fucking teenage son's bed. He had satin sheets. If you wonder why a guy like this has a butcher knife on his fucking pot hanging thing, well, it's because he sleeps on a fucking mattress and not a proper bed because he's not a fucking full functioning adult. (laughs) Either way, I thought it was fucking strange. But no, I actually, I did have it in my notes about this guy's bed because I thought it was weird.
1: And I've got it in my notes about the fucking, (laughs) the, uh, the, the knife just hanging from the pot rack. Yeah. We, we
2: look really deep into movies. We analyze stuff. People analyze. Um, So I, one of the things I thought was really cool about this scene is he go, he's like going to stab him. And the guy kind of moves and he kind of actually like freaks out. And it made me go wow this is why the guy was like you have to complete it within like later on this small thing becomes really important because he's like you've got to finish everything within the time you got to do it in time if the trickster had done this with someone who bitched out the trickster could just move on and claim it was you know it's a game and he can just move on and it doesn't matter but the fact that he actually goes through with it stabs the shit out of the guy and then the guy like gets up and he's hand blood print on the wall and has a knife sticking into him in the mat yeah and at this point i mean the
1: dude just loses all respect for all of his fucking shit that he's got in there oh yeah he's
2: destroying everything throwing bookshelves over and then it ain't like he's got a knife
1: or anything in his back yeah and a
2: bed he's got a bed sheet in his in his back what do you think that thread count does to your skin man
1: (laughs) i said his sheets were satin dude oh are they yeah i've said that
2: like four fucking times i don't listen to what you say you're just a pretty face okay (laughs) anyway so then the tricks then the voice goes make sure he's dead so what does he do he just kind of nudges him with his foot three times in different parts of his body yes what do you
1: think he should do check for a fucking
2: pulse or, I'd pull or, my
1: dick out and
2: piss on his face. Or k- piss on him, kick him hard enough for it to matter. <laughs> Not don't barely nudge him. That what is that going to do?
1: Wake up, motherfucker! I just stabbed you in the back.
2: <laughs> yeah, seriously. So then he like cuts off his foot, and it shows us that he has a tattoo. On he's his he's supposed foot. to be
1: taking a trophy. Yeah, you know, and and What's this is another thing that irritates. Uh, it's I don't know. It looks like a sword uh, with uh, a snake. Yes, I think that's a. a that reminds me of Lethal Weapon. Isn't that like a Special Forces tattoo or something? May,
2: oh, maybe it was a military tattoo. I thought it was, but who gets a military tattoo on their foot? I thought it was like maybe a pedophile cult or something,
1: like Patrick. <laughs> I don't Sprazy know. From All Donnie I know Darko. is that he would have a very hard time cutting through the bone of that dude's leg without a serrated knife.
2: Yeah. Well, it's a video game, so yes. <laughs> anyway, so that so so then Eddie Furlong wakes up. And he is flipping out. He's like, I did such a good job. Like, holy shit. And then he drinks milk. And this is exactly how I picture Kenneth and Jay drinking milk right before the podcast. (laughs) When they're getting ready, they're just fucking chugging it. And it's just coming down their fucking beards and chins and shit.
0: uh, That is exactly how I drink milk. Spot on. I was in the middle of drinking milk. As he was drinking milk, and I was like, holy shit,
1: this is my life. And then I put
0: my foot in the freezer.
1: (laughs) Jay, do you know why Jerry made that comment, man? Because he's jealous that he can't grow a beard.
0: (laughs) Sounds about right. But I can't rap, so it's fine.
2: Yeah, ha, I can. We all
0: have our talents. I look majestic as fuck, and he got some raps.
2: My talent's completely useless, but yeah.
1: I can't either. I can't rap either.
2: (laughs) Actually, Kenneth can rap. Uh, fun fact: We had a rap group <laughs> once, and we had like three songs written. And Kenneth can rap really fast. Nice. He can't. I can. Kenneth can't other people's raps. Freestyle is what he means to say. He has to write so it down.
1: Yeah. So. Well. Yes, another a, a former thing that me and you used to do.
2: Yeah. So, uh, but this is something really important I want to bring up right now, though. Um how intense like he feels after this incident and the fact that he feels this intense with a video game and but it, to me watching it i was like even in the 90s i would have been like that shit was so tame for a video game like that like like that was like yeah it was a little bit more gruesome than night trap but it's not like it was fucking doom i mean like it yeah i'm not done with my i'm not done with my statement yet hold up Uh, let me cough. um it wasn't gruesome it wasn't over over it wasn't over the top it wasn't gruesome it was very uh, damn it It yes he's gonna do it he's gonna die it was very (laughs) realistic and and it's it's very interesting because it, it was so intense to him in a realistic way that he doesn't even—he he doesn't even notice that it wasn't over the top. Like there's a part when they're talking about the other video game, like Blood Beast or something. Was like, oh, that game was lame, but you know that game was probably like super over the top, like Doom or Duke Nukem or something. And it's the fact that we're pointing out to the audience that w- this is real life and intense. It's a, it's a hint to you that this is real and not a video game. Because we know as people that video games are exaggerated. It's not real life. It doesn't actually. It's make us more real wanna, than reality. Want to go kill anyone? Like we know when we're playing fucking blast processing action on Sega Genesis, it's you know it's not real. It's not intense. It's not making us go holy shit. But this made him do that, and that's kind of our first hint that this is real, and that this movie has like a huge deep meaning to it that's kind of just in a in a like mediocre movie. Okay, I'm done. I'm going to cough while y'all talk.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I get where you Jer- trying to go with that. You know why he about the difference between Actual real events and and you know the exaggerated of horror movies or video games or whatever else. So I can totally see that. Uh, I would be one hundred percent down for playing this video game. I think uh, it would yeah. be fucking awesome. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's just it, it's one of those things where. It, 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 you start noticing that as you get older when you watch horror movies and then you see real life tragedies. Like uh, the first person, the first time that I ever saw someone die, and the only time that I've ever seen someone actually die in front of me. Versus what you see on tv and it's it's a completely different experience because you know and i'm not talking about from an emotional standpoint because you know obviously it's going to be an emotional thing especially when you're watching one of your loved ones pass away it's going to be an emotional thing anyway but i'm talking about just the way shit looks you know like when you're looking when you're looking at a corpse you know that's that literally just died right next to you before, you know bombers and all the rest of that you know what i'm saying when you're looking at a corpse it, it it does it does not look anything like it does on TV. Yes, that is Yeah, it is one of the strangest things that I've ever seen before in my life, and, and 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 how rapid the the process starts taking place, man. When somebody dies, I mean, within seconds, you can see their color changes in their body, all the rest of this thing, and it's like, wow, you know. So, for to be able to experience the realism of something like that in a video game? Shit, I'd be 100% down for it. But it's not a video
2: game. Would, would you play it if you knew that it was going to be real beforehand?
1: No, I'm not, I am not want to actually kill people. Yeah, that would be the great thing about it because you think it's a video game.
2: Yeah, but only
0: for the first time and then you immediately find out it's real.
2: Would you play it again if it was? If you found After the first time you find out it's real, would you play it again? No. (laughs) what if what if they're like yeah but you left a witness and you you left clues you have to go back and fix it or else you're gonna get caught and go to jail forever absolutely well if he had just left the foot in his freezer
1: he
0: would have never gotten caught well i completely
1: agree with jay
2: that that's true (laughs) he keeps going back
0: to the crime scene he tried to bury the fucking foot. Okay, like, I was on. like, what are you we're, doing? We're getting
2: ahead of ourselves here a little bit. Actually, no, we're not because the only thing else that happens is he tells his friend about the game uh, and that's it. And then we meet the actual trickster. We meet. Yes. This... Which is
0: great makeup design, by the way.
2: I thought yeah. it was also... I spent like 20 minutes trying to figure out who this actor was because I'm like, this has got to be some famous rock star. Like, this just seems like. Something that they would get some like famous rock star to do, and then I found out it was like a nobody who's like barely done anything before. He was like a local actor, and I was like, "Well, shit."
1: But but he was great, you and know. That he, that's awesome. great, you know. S- it, Except it, for the
2: eyes, gal, eyes, gal thing. That was pretty terrible, but that was well, cool, man. Not the IJ You literally saw when he went to put his fingernails in here in his eyes that he like you saw the fingernails go under his eyes. And him like just kinda of curl his fingers into his eyes. Like I'm like, guys, did y'all really see that in editing and let that go?
1: You know, yeah, not I everything never is noticed perfect. it before today. I never noticed it before today and I noticed it today when I was watching it. Yeah. But but you know, I mean other than that, I thought I thought it was cool. And then when he actually comes out of the T V and you see his head come up and then like the the goo in the insides of his body materialize up underneath his head. I thought that was cool.
2: Yeah. And the, and the trickster is punk as fuck. Like right like holy shit. I was like this dude is awesome. I want to be this dude. So anyway, he comes out and he tells he goes, "Oh, oh, there was one thing we that was really important besides him telling his friend. He went over to the girl's next door's house, saw the news broadcast left that there was an actual murder so he finds out that he really did murder someone and he tries to contact brain scan trickster shows up is everyone caught up now good we're moving on trickster shows up he's punk as fuck he plays some punk ass music after throwing out all that shitty metal music and starts explaining to him that this is real you really, you really. Fucking I really just
1: don't see Primus as punk music, but okay.
2: Promises is. Yeah. W- what would you consider them? I consider them like experimental <laughs> okay, okay. funk pop. P- P-
1: Promise Les Claypool himself. That motherfucker is in a genre all of his own.
2: He's like Mr. Don't Bungle.
1: Don't... Yeah, <laughs> exactly like that. You know, because because that that again, you know what I'm saying. Uh, Mike Patton he's in a fucking world all of his own outside of faith no more same thing here Les Claypool's got his own genre and I think the only thing that really came out of it that kind of the only one out there that kind of stays in that and that's only when he's playing with Les Claypool is Buckethead
2: yeah fair enough so anyway so it was at this point when the trickster shows up that like my whole government conspiracy thing was out the window And I was like, okay, so this is now Supernatural. This is, it's interesting. Uh, At this current, it cheapened it to me at first. It ends up paying off. But at first I was like, kind of like, oh, well, what the fuck? This is cheap. But the trickster is so cool. And the way the movie continues, I thought was really cool and well done. So at first I was kind of like disheartened when I saw the trickster. And then I was like, okay you know what I can get behind it Uh, Jay how did you feel when it was revealed to you that the trickster the supernatural uh, entity was behind it
0: well that's what I thought it was going to be in the first place was like some kind of like what's that uh, sex line horror movie 976 evil or whatever I thought Um, it was going to be a situation like that
2: yeah Kenneth do you remember when you first saw this movie as a kid were you expecting the trickster did you think it was going to be something like that how did you feel when the trickster was first shown
1: I'll be one hundred percent honest with you. I wasn't expecting anything the first time that I watched it because it was another one of those movies that my dad picked out. So I was just like, okay, let's give it a shot. Um, I was really wasn't expecting anything, but my mm, how I felt about it the first time when he came out of the TV. I was like, fuck yeah, that dude's badass. I want to be that guy.
2: <laughs> and how do you how do you feel now rewatching it after all these years? Like.
1: It it didn't cheapen it for me at all. And the reason being is because watching it from a mature standpoint, the trickster's sole purpose for being there was to make his life that much more horrible.
2: I you say horrible, I say interesting.
1: I say horrible because you gotta think in hit from from his point of view. You know, all these all this shit's happening to him and it's intense and it's fucking fucking with his head and all the rest of that. That would be that would be a horrible experience to go through, man, and that's that's what makes it that much more terrifying. You know, it's because he's going through all these things and fucking you got the trickster here that's fucking with your head at every time you turn around and eating raw chickens and all this other shit. You know what I'm saying? So you know, you really he, he, he has a key purpose for being there. He's not just. Comedy relief. He's not just, you know, one of those fucking ca- characters that is just there to fill up fucking time. He's he, he has a complete purpose.
2: And I agree with you. Like like I said at first, it cheapened the movie for me, but like I quickly got behind it. Um, and I think it was like at this point when he's like, there was a witness, and I was like, because I would first I was like, there was a witness, and I'm like, who is the fucking cat? a <laughs> right. cat gonna tell? Like, are you serious? <laughs> Like, he was like, there's a witness. And I'm like, who the fuck is a witness? Like, what the fuck? And then he, you know, it's like, you got to play disc two to, to, to fix this. Or you're going to go to jail, man. You know what they, you know what they do to you in jail? Fucking butt rape. You got to, I he didn't really say that shit, but still like he, he manipulates Michael into playing the second disc.
0: Yes. He tricks him. He's like, Like,
2: (laughs) no, 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 the first to get him to play the first time. That was, that was a trick. Cause you know, he didn't know what was her. the second, that was manipulation. He like, I, I, I like, he only plays one trick to me and the rest of it is pure manipulation for his own entertainment. Well, exactly. Like the tricks a dick. Like later on the tricks are sitting there like, yeah, why don't you join your fucking mom and kill yourself? And I'm like, What the fuck, dude? You're an asshole. And at first, and he's like, you know, you thought about it. And I'm like, oh my God, that we've seen this noose like three or four times in his bedroom now. Like there's so much besides like Aerosmith being in the background of everything and every fucking bedroom in this movie. There is so much like foreshadowing and things on the second watch when you, and you should rewatch this movie again, because on a second watch, Holy shit, you notice so much foreshadowing, you notice so much things that they did deliberately for you to catch on a second viewing. Fun little tidbit, Edward Furlong
0: was in an Aerosmith music video. Yeah. So
1: there's very true. But I mean if you all right, think about this. And think about how irritating it would be if you're sitting there, and Jerry, I don't know how how into them you are, but uh, if you're sitting there and you're playing a first-person fucking uh, horror survival game, and it's kind of like a first-person shooter, but it's still horror survival and you're going through the rooms and everything, and you've got this person that's back there in the background that's supposed to be telling you what you're supposed to be doing and helping you, and then all of a sudden he puts you in a fucked up position and you hear him laughing in the background, and you have to deal with this throughout the entire game. Do you know how irritating that would be?
2: That would be super ir- irritating, but like in this... Con- what a horrible night to have a curse. Yeah, Uh But yeah, so like... like getting the introduction to the trickster, like right off the back, like I feel like most people who watch this are probably going to immediately go, what the fuck is this? But it reminded
0: the... me of Howie Mandel from little monsters.
2: Yeah. But by the end of the scene, the first scene with the trickster, you were honestly like on board with the trickster. Even if you were like, what the fuck is this? By the end of the first scene, you're there. You're good. You're sold. He did mm-hmm. a really good job. The, the, uh, the in the fingers thing was really cool. The eye gouge thing was not as cool, but I do want to point out that he bleeds red when he does the eye thing. I just want to point that out now. It, it's Kay. important. It's important later. Um, importante. Importante. Uh, because I'm gonna link this movie with Phantasm anyway. So. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, so uh, we he plays. Obviously, he's gonna get the second disc. So, the second disc is going to come. Um, Kim shows back up, and you, you can tell how awkward he is. But, you can like, if I was this kid, and I had this house to myself, and she lived next door, like, I would be like, yeah, please come in. Let's go upstairs. Let's talk. Let's, you know. But he's, like, kind of trying to brush her off because he killed someone. And then he sees the, the disc two in the mail, and then he flips the fuck out, and he kicks her out. And I'm like... Bro, you were fucking up.
1: What was the point where he's ends up outside of the house and Oh he was the fr- it. Oh yeah. yeah. So and he, he runs into the too, sheriff like the first time. Yeah. Oh yeah. On his way
2: home from school, he runs in there and the really important thing about that scene is the fact that it's a kid got hit by a car, which is why uh, Michael looks at it because it makes him think about the car wreck he had right Um, so yeah talking about the
0: sheriff or the detective because those are two different people oh i'm sorry
2: the detective the detective and then okay i'm just um, making sure he also goes uh before he plays the second game he goes and buries the foot and gives us this weird scene with a dog that hey
0: uh, well i guess i'll wait until you get to the end of the movie to discuss uh, my thoughts on the dog
2: Okay. Oh, do you have thoughts on the dog? Because I was just like, what the fuck is I this have scene? thoughts on the dog. Like I get But they a, have to
0: do with the final reveal and since oh. we're not jumping around, I'll wait until
2: yeah, the dog met.
1: was a key factor. But well, I mean he, the, I
2: completely missed that he was a key factor besides the fact that he just showed up and then there was the comic joke of I'll never ask you for anything again and then he and then that plays in a part later on because this movie's really good at
1: foreshadowing. But the reason why I'm bringing this up is because it almost seems like that, even from right off of the rip, the the detective has an issue with this kid. Do you almost feel like the trickster? Uh, I'd have to argued... disagree with that. No, uh, like the first time he sees the kid at the house, the, you know, he no, he no, 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 no. He's he sees a nosy kid,
0: and he's like a no nonsense detective, and he just tells him to get lost. I don't think he has a problem with the kid. Man, I think it seems he's like just... he's
1: already profiling that kid.
0: No, I don't. I didn't get that at all. Okay, I, I feel like my very, issue with authority. I feel like he's very monotone the entire movie. He's very no nonsense the entire movie. I think and, he's a dick. Well, yeah, but I mean, he, him being a dick doesn't change.
2: I, I and it doesn't actually, worse until he suspects the kid that's a murderer. Yeah, until I, think he I gotta agree. The kid is a murder suspect with Jay here because when the kid shows up at the second crime scene, and the guys like. Uh, like he's being actually kind of nice to him. The kid walked into a fucking crime scene and he's not like, yo, what the fuck? Would you know not have? He, he, no, I wouldn't have. I would have stood back there in my 90s shirt and my 90s <laughs> hat and stared like everyone else in my 90s shorts and just I've been totally the 90s. I would have
1: walked in there. I do have been like, what's up? I don't think you would have. Dude, I have done, man, back in the 90s, do you know how much crazy shit that I did back in the 90s? Dude, I did far worse things than that.
2: I just don't see like he walked into an act of fucking. He, he walked right under the crime tape.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but I still, all bullshit aside, I still think. I, it, I don't know. It, the The detective just rubbed me the wrong way from the beginning. He okay. did. He just. And I and I just felt like I felt like that he was profiling the kid to begin with, and and the reason why I didn't like that all the way around is because I feel like that it was too for too, it was forcing it too much that the the whole dynamic between those two they were they were forcing the dynamic too hard. That's where it's, that's why I felt about it.
2: Uh, I'm not with you on that. I just I don't see that at all. Um, but. Uh, yeah so he's got the second disc now, so he plays it and oh, we're on the third disc no second point. disc second disc is 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 uh the third disc is uh oh, you don't have to kill anyone this time. um so we're on the second disc, and um we don't get to go see what he does this time. We just see him uh wake up from his seizure coma seizure um
1: and, and all we know is that he had to take out a witness.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah that's right. Okay, he, now I know where we are. Sorry, I got confused. And he goes and watches the film, and he sees himself get up. So he knows, he's like, holy shit, I did actually leave. He filmed him doing it. Um, I thought
1: his line, I thought when he said this line, when he's sitting there and he's looking at it, and he's, and he's like, I didn't get, I swear to God, I didn't leave. And you know, like he's talking to someone. Yeah. I thought that was great, because that really was grounded in reality. That sounds like something we would say. Yeah.
2: Speaking of talking to yourself, there, there's a line in this movie that I guess it's about to come or did it already come but fucking uh, when the trickster is still on the TV before he shows up in real life and the kid's like what did you do? What? Why did you kill someone? And the trickster's like you should ask myself that question and I'm like what? No you meant he should ask yourself that question if you're... I thought
0: that's what he said
2: No he says myself instead of yourself Really? Yes I rewound it and checked. Huh.
1: I thought I it was weird. One.
2: I'm so, okay. Anyway, back to where we're at. So he then he goes. That's interesting. He, yeah, I know. I, I didn't know what to make of it. Um, He goes and looks at his, uh in his freezer. And he sees the necklace that his best friend wears. And he automatically goes and calls his best friend. But Kenneth's favorite person, the detective answers. Uh, detective Hayden answers. And, uh, of course, you know, Michael hangs up. But Hayden's like, you could tell Hayden kind of recognized that voice, like you could you could kind of tell it was there. I thought the other guy in the room was his was the kid's dad at first, until I was like, oh no, that's the other detective. That
1: that didn't but you to know do and it, <laughs> and at that moment you know you it, it, now it's starting to get to where it's a little bit to where you can feel like the detective would have to be a little bit suspect. Because at that point, as far as I know, uh, he didn't know that Kyle was his best friend.
2: Yeah, he doesn't know until he goes and questions people at the school, and um, we get two scenes that are meaningful. Uh, first,
1: I wish we had seen Kyle's death.
2: I do too, because that shit looked like it was bloody as fuck.
1: Right, it does.
2: It looks like yeah. it's brutal. I would like. That's what chat. I was.
0: That's what I was saying before we started recording the account. That I wish there was more of what he did.
2: Yeah, this movie really pussyfooted around its R rating. Can we agree to that?
1: I probably got more of yes. an R rating for the fucking language.
2: Yeah, even yeah, then, it wasn't that fucking bad. I don't know.
1: Um, if you got more than one fucking movie, it gets R rating.
2: Okay, I guess that's true. I, I, don't, I almost feel like they maybe should have made this a PG-13 movie because it might have done better. Because this movie did not do well. Um, so... Uh, we have two major scenes. Kim comes over and uh you know, talks about the death, shows him the the petition that Kyle had for restarting the horror club, and it says Buddies Forever, all cute. Um and uh Michael says, you know, I miss him, I really miss him. Um and then we go like past uh another day. Uh now we have the trickster who shows back up. And this is where we get to see the trickster eating and stuff, which was fucking interesting, I guess. Uh, there was a, br- a, whole there was a that way. was fucking hilarious. That was, there was a point to that that wasn't there. Like there was something about like uh, uh, a trickster, like because a trickster is a fucking mythological character, a, almost a Loki of sorts. Um, and there's something about tricksters eating a lot of food. They're very gluttonous and they're very, everything's like, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, they're very like, everything in abundance kind of thing. Cue the crickets.
0: Uh,
2: uh I'm not sure.
0: Uh, oh wait, uh, fuck. Hedonism. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. There From you Futurama. Go. Hedonism bot. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So I th- so there was something about that being in there and it was actually uh like something that was important to the character that really they didn't have to have in there but because they had it in there it gave more depth to the character if you were smart enough to know it kind of like how when we talked about the witch and y'all were like oh there were all these little things you would know if you knew about witches
1: the only part of that scene you know that really I, I, it's not that I didn't get what you're saying. It's that it was just amusing to me. It's like I said, picking up the whole raw chicken. Dude,
2: what was amusing to me is when he sat down in the chair to watch the Three Stooges, and he kind of like had to like scoot down like three times to find how he was comfortable. Right, he also and he got looked like
0: crazy interested in it too. Yeah, he's like like so he was like so first he's like, "What the fuck?" and then he was like,
1: "Oh,
2: yeah. So mm-hmm. Trickster shows up, and Trickster's like, Three Stooges, eh?" Trickster's like. Uh, you killed your best friend because he was a witness. Not in the most technical sense, but he was a witness. Which is where I'm just like, holy shit, the trickster is a dick. This is the point where I'm like, the trickster is an asshole. Yeah. Oh my god, is the trickster an asshole?
1: She's trying to keep him out of jail.
2: Yeah, for real. Um. So, anyway, the door gets knocked on um and he goes down there and it's the, the police detective and this is where like I can almost get on board with Kenneth because the the cop is kind of a dick and here's my problem with this scene at no point does the does the detective go where's your parents let me talk to your parents where where like let me get parental permission
1: right Never does that. That's number one. Number two, he does not take into consideration this kid's best fucking friend just died. Yeah, but then yeah, again, it's true. like, it's like, don't you, don't, don't you understand that he's gonna seem a little bit distraught? And um, but that other dickhead that was in there, not the main uh, detective, but the other dickhead that was in there, made it seem like he was nervous or whatever. It's like, motherfucker, hey, hey, my best friend just fucking died. How else am I fucking supposed to be? I'm not gonna be all right and peachy. Yeah,
2: and he when, when the detective leave, he's, leaves, he's just like, if you're anything more than the class misfit, I'm going to find out. And I'm like, True that so at this point, yes. At this point, I think he's being a dick. He's trying to intimidate yes. a child without even trying to get parental permission. Like, at this point, he's being a fucking asshole. Yes, now he's officially a dick. Yeah. I'd also
0: like to say that shortly after the scene he collects evidence without a warrant.
1: that's yeah. actually in my notes I, I put on there that that wouldn't be inadmissible in court because he does it without a warrant.
2: Well, everything the kid says is inadmissible because they never fucking talk to anyone um.
1: That's yeah,
2: yeah. true, because it's a, he's a monitor. Yeah, that's so true. he go, so uh, the kid goes back upstairs and talks to him again, and this is where Trickster goes into even more of an asshole mood because he's like, why don't you just kill yourself and join your mom? Which I was just like, holy shit. Well,
0: it's because he's trying to give him some
2: tough love motivation. Yeah, but that's when I... It's when also I thought, worth noting that he cuts his
0: wrist for him, and then it's not hurt at all when he lets go.
2: Yeah, he cuts the wrist to make uh, the, the disc because the kid broke the third disc because he's like, I'm not playing this shit. Um, and, but this is the point where I brought up earlier about the noose where like it, it no, I, I was like, holy shit, there's a noose in here. I wonder if this kid has the noose here in case he just fucking goes, fucking, I'm done. Because the trickster's like, you've thought about it before. Just do it.
0: Uh, I have a noose in my closet.
2: Yeah. Uh, you know how, fucking like, you know how... um What? <laughs> You know how I have, like, a weird note almost every movie? I have yes. one for this one, too. And it just says, pizza fridge magnet, very little toppings. <laughs> what the fuck? There is a pizza slice magnet on his fridge, and it has, like, 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 half of a piece of a topping.
0: That's sad that that magnet won't be as tasty as other magnets.
1: Yeah, and yeah I'm but like, did you see the giant fucking Alice Cooper thing on the side of the refrigerator? Yes. That was a fucking amazing. Yeah, so
2: the trickster convinces them to play the third disc by saying you're not going to have to kill anyone this time. You left a clue in disc two. You have to go fix that, and it has to deal with best friends and uh, footprints. Oh, and before we leave, Dickster, uh, Dickster uh, Trickster Dick Moment 3 Trickster straight up goes buddies forever?
0: Yeah, because he's his friend. Too soon? No. It was <laughs> perfect amount of timing.
2: It was perfect. It was a day later.
0: Yeah, he's just saying he didn't need his friend and trying to ma- not make him feel so bad about murdering him.
1: It's like, there ain't no telling how many times you stabbed your buddy, but we're going to be friends.
2: So, yeah. this this three... Technic, okay, so he's like, You're not gonna have to kill anyone, you have to go cover up uh, a thing. So he does that, he goes and he covers up the his footprints in the flower beds because apparently the cops didn't look at the possible ways that a suspect could have gotten in to kill someone, so they didn't look outside the window and didn't already see this and didn't already notice this. Um, so but while he's doing that, the trickster calls in. And calls a uh, detective's buddy who's also a detective, but no one knows his name because no one gives a shit about him because he drives 20 uh, miles per hour. Detective uh, B. <coughs> something like that. So, and Trickster's just like, I think there's someone in your yard. And he's like, Who is this? A concerned citizen. Click. Yeah, click. So the guy goes to go look, and fucking Eddie runs pretty fast for a kid with a limp. Um, he runs into someone in the woods, who looks like a rent-a-cop, and uh, he's like, "You need to go home, shit." And well, he ends up running into I guess there's construction work, which we saw earlier once again, foreshadowing, setting it up, and he gets caught in there by another guy, um, and during the struggle, the guy hits poles and falls down, and like I guess kills him,
1: which causes you don't know right? the struggle,
2: this sh- yeah. I don't I don't I think You'll
1: never know the struggle.
2: Okay. So uh, everyone else shows up and the kid's hiding and the dog shows up again. Is this the point oh, where wow. you want to bring up the dog or is it like at the very very end?
0: I will explain the dog at the very very end.
2: <laughs> okay. Um so uh he asks the dog for another favor to please let him go again and the dog does <laughs> And uh, well, our buddy Detective No Name shows up and because the citizens did not listen about not having guns, he gets shot in the fucking chest
1: and dies. And Well, at this point, man, okay, number one, I think this was a completely fucked up scene to begin with because this dude just comes walking up and he sees the <coughs> citizens with their guns and he just pulls his out before he says anything. And then he says something. Dude, tur- dude turns around and sees a guy with a gun and shoots at him. So no. in any way, both on both counts, that, that whole scene was fucked up. And what's funny... Yeah,
0: but to be fair, they said no fucking guns because of this exact thing.
2: Yeah, and what's funny is uh, Detective No Name was not there when... Detective important gave his speech about no guns and all this shit. So Detective after important. they kill him,
1: was he not really?
2: He was not there because he was at the house, he was at the uh, he was at Clown's oh, house.
1: yeah, yeah, so you're right. Okay, okay, they now they start that makes more yelling sense to
2: me. that oh, we caught the killer, we caught the kill. They think that he's the killer and they caught him, which allows Michael to escape and get home. I'm, but Kim I never paid him. attention to that, yeah. And Kim and so sees now it all him, goes in, sense. goes in his house and yells at him he doesn't respond and so
1: hey wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute in this the same part where uh all that shit falls on top of principle
2: was that the principle mm-hmm. no that wasn't the principle because the guy who all that shit falls on and he dies he he oh it was wait the no. it was the principle i didn't notice okay yeah sure
1: I know that was a principal, but is that is that the yes. moment where it happened?
2: Yes, cause the the principal and Michael are struggling. The Michael pushes the principal. He hits thing. Everything falls down and kills him. Everyone rushes over. No, Wait. The, the detective no name who was following Michael because he saw him run into the woods from the house, follows him there while Michael is hiding in the in like what would be a basement while the dog's there and then they shoot no name detective when he shows up and then that causes a ruckus and the dog leaves and michael runs away and they're all screaming we got the killer we got the killer because they think detective no name is the killer and then real detective shows up and he's just like the fuck guys the fuck i said no
1: guns and that's when the Rent a cop guy fuck grabs a hold of him and says, Hey, go home because like like you did you, you hear they caught the killer over there. Yeah, I yes. think I
2: accidentally put the Rent a cop.
1: right. You got, got backwards. to the
2: construction scene, but yeah, you're right. So it was after.
1: Yeah, you got him backwards.
2: Um, so uh Michael goes to his house, Kim sees him, Kim's like, Hey and Michael's like, mm, going inside. Uh, he finishes the game and uh, a trickster shows up again. He's like, I thought you said no killing this time. And trickster is like, and I kind of got to give it to trickster. Didn't really mean for anyone to die here. Like that was kind of coincidence. Trickster did do the dick move of making a phone call, but trickster didn't like set up anyone to die in
1: this one.
0: Yep. He said, it's up to you what you do. Yeah. Yep. That's true.
1: But you, you're also forgetting the dynamic between the chick next door and him now, because, uh, The reason why he's giving her the cold shoulder more than usual, uh, aside from the stress that he's in, is because that article got posted in the fucking newspaper about what he said about his friend. Do you remember?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, during uh, when Jay brought up, when uh, the guy went in there and stole the burnt ashes and clothing from the fireplace.
1: Right. So you got the dynamic between them two of him being pissed off at her, and that's the reason why he's not talking to her. Yeah, and that's that's actually what sets up that whole scene because she's trying to uh, she's trying to talk to him outside, right after that shit with the newspaper happens, and all he does is shut the door and fucking goddamn turn his music up real loud, and that gives. It's because cop- she was a bitch. Yeah, he and took uh, his
0: pain and exploited it.
1: Right, and that's what gives the detective when he's up there listening to his music loud as shit. That's what gives the detective the opportunity to go in and take the ashes out of the fireplace, because. The boy can't hear anything but this loud ass fucking music.
2: Yeah, so uh Kenneth, can you uh talk us through this uh the last uh meeting before disc four with uh the trickster?
1: The last meeting with it?
2: The last meeting with Trickster before disc four.
1: Let's see, he comes how does that how does that all go in play <laughs> when he comes back? The whole not uh, the not talking uh, because he made the choice of who he could kill and who he couldn't kill. I'm trying. What leads up to what's going on at that moment? Because I'm trying to map it all together in my okay, head. Okay, so
2: he shows back up. Trickster shows back up. Um, once again, you know they get into their shouting match, and Trickster's like, "You gotta kill Kim. You can't leave loose ends like that. You got to You cannot take. You got to take care of this loose end." And he's like, no, I'm not going to do it. And he gets convinced to do it. But you can kind of tell that he, that, that uh, Michael in his head is already like, no, nah, fuck this. I got this. I'm, I'm going to fight the trickster. You can tell it's going on in his head. Or at least I did. When I saw the scene, I was like, he's about to fuck that trickster up. He's about to play him. So he does play disc four. And uh, he goes over there.
1: Right. Okay. See, I couldn't remember none of that. I remember the part when he gets over there.
2: Yeah, I was going to have you talk it but because I, I needed to cough, but I waited while you were mumbling through that I'd cough, so now I'm good.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, because uh, I couldn't remember none of that shit.
2: Long talking is apparently making me want to cough more. I haven't been coughing this sense. much all day. Um, so uh, he goes over to her house. Uh, he grabs a pair of scissors, and it's about to happen, and the trickster shows up, and the best – 1994 CGI that we have um he appears and
1: uh he's like at w- at what point because there is a point somewhere around here and I think it's before this happens but I can't remember at what point does the trickster finally tell Michael who he is
0: right before yeah like no wait or right as he comes out oh and I can't remember <laughs> Uh, it's either right after he separates inside Kim's room, or right before he plays disc four.
2: I think it's in the bedroom. I think it's it is in the bedroom. He tells them, you know, I'm just doing this for my own entertainment. Um,
1: did you have a point because you to bring but, up Kenneth? Yeah, because damn, that's what sets up the whole that whole scene right there. You know, with the CGIs, that's what sets it up because damn, Michael flips the fuck out and yells at the trickster and says, who the fuck are you? And the trickster looks up at him and he says, Michael, hadn't you figured it out yet? I'm you.
2: Which I, I just took that as the trickster fucking with him more because he talks throughout the movie about how this murderous impulse is in everybody. And this is deep down inside you.
1: Yeah, but see, that's what sets up that whole scene right there of them that the the the, the wonderful '90s CGI, where Michael goes and <laughs> stabs the trickster in the stomach, and then the trickster's guts come out and grab him, and he p- starts pulling Michael in. Oh, to where they where they become one person.
2: Yeah, and I gotta okay link this to phantasm. Trickster's eyes bleed again. He gets stabbed in the eye. He bleeds yellow, like the tall man does. And you know how the tall man. Talked about... Uh, wait, I guess it was in Ravager. I don't know if y'all watch Ravager. But in Ravager... No, I haven't he, watched it. He tells Reggie Bannister... He's like... The reason he never killed Reggie Bannister... Is because he's been playing with Reggie Bannister. Reggie Bannister is his fucking form of entertainment. Just like the tall man is someone else's form of entertainment. And, and it made me kind of go... When I was watching this, I thought about that. And I was just kind of like... Holy shit, what if the tricksters from the same fucking universe... As the tall man from Phantasm is.
0: Well, except the end of the movie completely ruins that theory.
2: I disagree. I don't think it does. Because here's the thing. My cat just farted. It it works perfectly with this. Okay, I'll continue this statement when we finish the movie. Because we need to get over this final uh, detail so we can...
1: I mean, loud enough to where I could hear it from four feet away. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Was it
2: Stay fatty? on target. Was it
1: fat? Uh, yeah, it's fatty cat. He's passed out on my on my bed, and he just farted. Oh my god!
2: Okay, so, <laughs> uh, uh, they fight, and
0: uh, uh, he wins. Detective, important detective.
2: Yeah, detective, important detective. Uh, shows up, and I. <laughs>
1: The trickster opens the door for him.
2: Yeah. Opens the door for him and shit. And he's standing there with his fucking scissors. Uh...
1: But yeah, um, but yeah, this is like, this is an, this. Ho- All right i'm taking over for this one all right so we've got we've got michael who stabs the trickster in the stomach they become one person all right then and when they become one person you've got half of his face that kind of looks all weird looking you know to signify that he's mixed with the trickster and he goes over there and he's about to kill the chick This is where the chick looks up at him and says, hey, you know, I'm going to, uh, you know, Michael, I'm in love with you. And he looks down at her and he's just like, you'd save anything to save your own life. And she starts pulling out pictures where she had taken pictures of him, just like he had been taking pictures of her. And this causes this whole internal battle in himself and the trickster and him split back apart again. And the trickster goes over and he says, you know, I got one more surprise for you. And he opens the door. And when he opens the door, the detective's on the other side of the door. Yes. To me, these were all key things because the, the whole dynamic of, uh, of, of the girl being in love with him is what sets up the very end of the movie.
2: Yeah. So let, let's talk about the end, uh,
1: And the detective comes in and shoots Michael in the chest.
2: Yeah. So, shoots Michael in the chest. Michael wakes up. Michael wakes up in his chair. It's the night of the party. He played brain scan. He realizes that everyone's still alive because Kyle knocks on his door and he comes down and he's so happy to see Michael. He makes out with him. Um, They... uh, He's like, we gotta go to this party. I'm gonna tell this this broad I love her. Like, we doing it now. He's so fucking happy to be alive. He he goes over there and everything about this ending is just, like this movie has like this this very nice line through it of things that are really small but they're super realistic. He goes up there to tell the chick that he's into her, and she's like, yeah. Maybe we can go out on a date, and he's like ecstatic about it. He's like, "Yeah, hell yeah!" And then she walks out, and he goes because yeah, she didn't say no. Yeah, and he goes and checks to make sure that the pictures are actually there, and they are there. Yeah, and, and
1: this is after she kissed him on the mouth as she's walking out the door.
2: Yeah, so like he's like, but it, but it was amazing because he didn't go up to him, but like, I loved you. I've loved you forever, and she's like, I've loved you too. It was just like, do you want to go out sometime? And she's like, maybe. Like that's so realistic. That that's not like. Yes. Like, I've always said the most realistic love story, like ro- romantic movie I've ever seen is that movie London with Jason Statham.
1: That's a really good movie.
2: Yeah, it is. Uh, I don't and, think I've seen that one. Oh, dude, it's got it's it. fucking oh, awesome. So is good. it action? No, Jason Statham no. has a full head of hair.
1: Yeah, it's a. It's more of a. It's a, it's a very drama. strange drama.
2: Yeah. Huh.
1: Well, that's, it's that's good. good it's really good yeah fucking awesome uh, and seeing Jason Statham with hair is like seeing Vin Diesel with hair it's fucking weird
2: yeah so uh, so yeah and and it, happy ending and then it goes back to him going in school and he goes to the principal and he says I've got a game I want to show the horror club here it is it's called Brain Scan <laughs> and this right here is what makes the movie for me normally I would be completely against the whole woke up, it's just a dream ending. Because that's so cliche. But the fact that the thing goes full circle has a very strong message like what I talked about earlier about video games and reality. And then puts that into actual effect by him giving the principal who thinks that video games equal violence, the game... For the principal to experience, that is on a whole new level. That would have been like if, in the movie Mazes and Monsters with Tom Hanks, if fucking Tom Hanks would have sat down and played D&D with his fucking parents or something at the end of the movie instead of fucking killing someone.
1: Right. And, and, and you know, I think, I think to me what tipped it off is the fact that you see the trickster right at the very end of it.
2: Yes, and this right here and that's why i think that this is a hundred percent completely relatable to phantasm because phantasm does that same kind of shit it's constantly doing the was it a dream was it not a dream like into itself the trickster what if the tall man is is a trickster and he's just spending his whole life fucking with someone else named michael they just like to, they just pick people named Michael and they fuck with them. And Trickster did it through video games, and the Tall Man did it through this weird uh, sci-fi horror fantasy apocalypse, uh, stealing people, shrinking them down into Jawas for uh, slave work. Like they're the same person. The Tall Man and the Trickster are the same fucking person. No one can convince me otherwise. Or not the same person, but same type of people. They're from the same world. They're from the same thing.
1: The Tall Man Wait. is Trickster. Well, I mean, that's fine. I mean, if you want to believe that, fuck that's you. cool. It's more I, I than fine. I don't know how. I, at this point in with Phantasm, I don't know what the fuck to think about Phantasm okay. anymore other watch, than the fact that I like the movies.
2: Watch Phantasm <laughs> 5, and then I think you'll see where I'm coming from.
1: But you told uh, me I not think, to watch it. Okay, well, You're watching having now stretch. because
2: now I have a reason for Phantasm 5 to be watched. It didn't have a reason before. Now it does, because because okay. Phantasm Five is is an unrelated uh, has an unrelated dichotomy with this movie.
0: Okay, the trickster at the end is just his imaginary friend.
2: Jay, this is not Little Monsters. Fuck you.
1: Yeah, it's not no, like they went it's through not a door the actual to trickster. a world and then came up from another world and by the beach.
0: It's not the actual trickster.
1: I don't know it whether it is a or not. Game. I like the way it ended. Me uh, too. But I'm I just re- letting
0: you know that it wasn't an, an entity.
2: Okay. What do you mean it wasn't an entity? You saw him at the end of the movie. You saw He saw him at the end of the movie. That's it. I, I don't think that this was all-in-his-head kind of thing. I think the trickster No, is no, an the game bee. was
0: real. He played the game for real. Those four <laughs> days that the movie covers is the game. The trickster was part of that game, and he's just seeing him
1: afterwards. No, maybe I it's think, side I, effects of the hypnosis from the game. Maybe no. it's side effects. You know, like kind of like when you're tripping on acid and you have trails for the rest of your life. No, I think I think
2: Trickster is a real fucking. You can think whatever you, in wrap, it still and makes you wrong. And the Trickster uses the video game as one of his <laughs> like entertainment things.
1: No, to each their own opinion. I think it's like tripping on acid. You think it's phantasmish. Jay doesn't give a shit.
2: Yeah, I just I will say though I, I, I think the ending was fucked up. I think it was satisfying even if it was like the one thing this movie did really good to me uh besides represent exactly what the 90s is like is that the fact that yeah that everything in this movie is so cliché but but it's cliché done in a in a in, a, in a, a like viewed from a different angle so it makes it kind of new. Like you recognize that it it's cliché, you've seen this shit 3 million times before. But the view it's in a skewed view, so it it has kind of a, a breath of fresh air and it is kind of slightly different. And people have done this before.
1: It, I mean the, you know, see, the thing that gets me about it is I don't understand why this movie didn't do well. It's actually a really decent flick. I mean, it's got all the well, it, let's, like let's I be told honest. You,
0: Edward but, Furlong doesn't have any star power. It's not like he's going to draw people in. People want to go see the Terminator cuz of Schwarzenegger, not Edward but, Furlong.
1: And nobody would care about doesn't have a cult following either. Yeah, no,
2: I when I was looking up that's because it's just. D- this movie okay. has a like seventeen percent on Rotten Tomato. People fucking. Oh fuck
1: Rotten Tomatoes! People
2: hate this yeah, movie. Rotten Tomatoes is stupid. People talk so much shit about this movie, and I don't get it. Like, I think this movie was really good. Like, oh, this movie's so cliche. Oh my god, the dream ending was so stupid. And I'm like, but it wasn't. It makes complete sense. Were you not watching the same fucking movie I was? Did you not pay attention? I, like, I bet if it
1: had been directed by Shyamalan, people would love it.
2: The guy who wrote this movie wrote seven.
1: Really? Exactly. Yes. Cool. Like, like, and, I mean, in and, the that's box. What, and that's what I'm saying. I mean, when it comes down to it, what, what was the first thing that I told you, Jerry, about this movie? Yeah,
0: that it's awesome?
1: No, that's not what I said. I told Jerry that if not for anything else, this movie was a fucking fun ride. <laughs> and that's exactly what it was. <laughs> It was a fun run. This movie was great. You know, you sit there, you watch it. It's got, it's, it's got decent special effects for the time period. Not badass ones, but decent ones for the time period. It's got a few good practical effects. It's got a fucking amazing soundtrack.
2: I think the things that hurt this movie is that it's, one, that it's rated R. Because this movie, sh- honestly, it should have just dropped a couple of fucks, dropped the brief nudity, and been fucking PG-13, so it could have hit more of a teen audience, and th- and also nowadays when people watch it, when you see that when you see that a horror movie is rated R, and then you see what this movie is, and then you go, well, I expected a lot more. Go, it-, it sets expectations, and this movie doesn't meet those superficial expectations.
1: And I, th- I guess you're right but at the same time in 1994 man I mean they didn't they didn't push the bar for like PG-13 back then like they do now. You know like now you fucking you know you get more nudity than was in this movie on public access television.
2: Jaws has more gore than this movie and Jaws was rated PG.
1: But my I point I love is, nudity.
2: <laughs> but Words my point of is
1: but my point is, you see more, like like I said, public access television. You know, like yeah. nowadays, man, you fucking, you see more violence in The Walking Dead. You see more nudity in Sons of Anarchy. You, you know see what I'm saying?
2: more, you, like, if fucking, we went to 1994, American Horror Story wouldn't have even been able to get an R. They would have been like, cut this shit or you're getting an NC-17.
1: And your dancer wouldn't
2: Horror have Horror Story? It. You know, yeah. TV show? Yeah, fucking, I haven't watched all of it. Because I don't really care for it, but I saw a few of the episodes of the Hotel season with Lady Gaga. There is so oh God much... that
1: blood orgy is so fucking hot.
2: Yes, like what the fuck?
1: Um, I mean, in the same thing with the Walking Dead, dude. The first episode of this season that's on right now, you see motherfuckers getting their heads bashed in with a fucking bat. Yeah, and yeah. I don't mean so, like and I don't mean like a couple of cracks and okay. it changes the scene. I mean bash the fuck in.
2: All right, fuck Walking Dead. T- explain to me the dog. The dog was a
0: helpful NPC, bro. <laughs> He's playing a video game. It was like
2: like uh, it was a helper. Okay. It was part of the game. Except the dog was only like, showed up, and technically the dog only showed up in Disc Three because no, no, the dog was there when he was trying to hide the foot, and the dog was
0: there when he was trying to run away. It Run gave away the foot back
2: and it didn't tell three. the people where he was. Run away but you see the dog. R- but it, you but see the dog running during disc. the credits. He was between disc one and disc two, but, but he the wasn't... disc change was part of the game. The
0: game starts as soon as he puts the first disc in during the party. There is no physical disc two, three, and four. The oh, game begins fair. at the party and ends when he wakes up at the party.
2: Okay, fair enough. I'll give you that. But wait, that was all. But was you see the dog PC? through the credits. Doing what? I don't what. He's running like off the, with the
1: foot. Yeah, you see the dog running off with the foot during the credits.
0: The dog is actually God, and he's in charge of the trickster.
1: Wait, Maybe the dog hold on, <laughs> I didn't watch the Maybe credits. Maybe the dog's the tall man.
2: Hold up, I didn't watch the credits. <laughs> Time out. I didn't watch the credits. In the credits, the dog is seen with the foot.
1: Yes. Uh-huh.
2: So... <laughs> But maybe he, the dog's
1: a sphere and it materialized into a dog. <laughs> no, the dog?
2: because because when he wakes back up at the end of the movie, none of the murders happen except maybe the kid who got hit by the fucking uh uh car because yeah, that, that was real. before the game. So the dude was never killed, the foot was never taken away. This isn't fucking like how does the dog have the foot? That doesn't why would they but even put does. it there? That makes no fucking sense. Maybe that was the beginning of the principles game. Zero, uh, zero stars. No, because, well, I mean, zero stars. This movie gets zero stars now. Just for that <laughs> fucking. No, fuck this. That's stupid. I'm done. Uh... No. Okay. <laughs> okay. So uh, let's get into to uh, ratings. Uh, we'll do. Uh, what do y'all What do y'all want to do? Five star or ten stars? I always do five. It's just easier. Five, okay. Yeah. Five. Five is easier because it's zero hated it one or well, well one hated it two didn't like it three liked it four really liked it and five i would have sex with it and i would ha- those
0: I, I, the the holes and discs are way too small for my penis so probably wouldn't have sex with any movie
2: it's it's perfect for me i have no issues um so it's, i I'm i don't give particularly it,
1: care for this scraping i'm gonna give
2: <laughs> I don't even touch walls, bro. Uh, I'm going to give it four no, stars. Then what's the point? Uh, it's just the fucking. Because I can think. Uh, I'm going to give it four stars. I actually. I really can like imagine
1: it. that it feels good.
2: Yeah. I'm going to give this movie four stars. I really like the movie. I think it's a lot deeper than what people think it is. I don't think. I think people look at this as a like shallow throwaway movie, but I think that they watched it. With open minds, and maybe even watching it now after we've talked about it, and really pay attention to it, I think they would really like this movie. I really enjoyed it. I, I'm gonna. Buy I think it, the title of the
1: movie. I think the title of the movie goes further than just the name of the game. I completely agree with you.
2: Yeah, like, 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 I think there's a huge social message here with video game violence and horror violence, and I think not only do they show that really well, they capitalize it. At the end, um, so I think this movie's really good. I'm gonna buy it on DVD, and I don't like buying DVDs. I only buy DVDs for movies that just aren't on Blu-ray, and I don't think are gonna get Blu-ray releases. I'm gonna buy this on DVD because I want to see if it has a, a commentary track or anything. Probably, <laughs> it's just Edward Furlong. <laughs> just Edward Furlong fucking smoking crack. Probably. Anyway, Jay, what's your rating? Uh, four out of five. It's super entertaining. Fair enough, Kenneth.
1: Time four,
2: four out five. No one has like any like thing to say about it like I did or.
0: No, you guys had way too much to say about it. I I I don't know if it's as deep as you're you're thinking it is. Uh, you connected a few dots that I'm, don't know if they are there or not there, but uh, it was it was entertaining. Like Ken said, it is a fun ride.
2: I watched it on a lot of medicine. Both times I watched it, <laughs> I'm on a lot of medicine now. So there's there's that like I am like at this point like like 30% Dayquil, 30% Mucinex uh fucking yeah and some other things. Well, you
0: Mucinex. only got 40% left. Amazing.
2: Yeah. So that's just how I am. Um so I don't have a sequel versus prequel for y'all, but I do have a sequel versus sequel. Okay, shoot. Okay. You can get a direct sequel where the trickster gives gets Kyle to play Brain Scan the next day. Or you can get a sequel that is ten years in the future where the trickster shows up again and Michael goes to fight him.
0: I'd rather be eh. Kyle. I'd rather see the Principals game if that's if those are my two choices. Uh, but I guess out of those two, I'd pick Kyle.
1: I would too. I could really care less about there's no, player the player the There's no
0: proof that the Trickster is real or not, so that my, would be silly.
2: The Trickster is real. I want to see nope, Michael battles no, in 10 it's, years because it's going to be Phantasm 6, Brain Scan it is. 2.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is open for interpretation on whether or not that is a hallucinization or the actual Trickster.
1: Yeah, I was, I, I'm going to ask you again about your theory between Phantasm and Brain scan when you're sober. I am...
0: <laughs> I'm able to explain it. I'm fairly He's going to be like, I said what?
1: <laughs> he's probably... He'll, he'll probably remember the fact that he had some kind of fucking link between the two of them. And I'm going to be like, explain this thing to me. And he's going to be like, I have no fucking idea. I don't even remember how the hell I came to that. All I know is that I did.
2: My theory is sound... With facts to back it up, there is. This is a real thing, and I put together something amazing, and y'all are just jealous. I'm
0: gonna need you to draw me a Venn diagram of all this.
2: I'm gonna draw you a fucking diagram on the track marks on my arm. <laughs>
1: right. Uh, I mean, but the thing about it is, going, you know, overall, I think the movie was great. Um, I, I do think it. I, it's it's I think it if I'm not mistaken, it's one of the first ones that links video games and horror movies together. You know, kind of like a, did y'all ever see that one called Stay Alive, where yes, it had the people that was playing the, terrible? Yeah, okay. You know, and, and they've tried to do that a few times. They've tried to do a movie, uh, make a horror movie and a video game link together, and it uh, just
0: the best one is Existence. I haven't watched that yet. Oh. We need to watch. You you need to watch it. We might need to review it, but it, that one's a great movie. It's more sci-fi than it is horror. I've but. seen
2: extensions, which it was about killer hair. Does that count? No, me? no. Wow. This
0: is called Existence. It's I know what
1: you're talking about. A good um, movie. But uh, you know, I, I think that was one of the Brain Scan was probably one of the first ones that did it, and I really enjoyed this movie. Would I have played the Brain Scan game? Fuck yeah, I would have. I think that would have been fucking awesome. Because, you know, y'all know me. I love horror survival games. Yeah. So, you know, I think it would have been good. But, uh, yeah, speaking of horror survival games.
2: If I was Michael, you know what game I would have played? Fucking My Next Door Neighbor. That's the game I would (laughs) have played. Yeah, that's
1: true, too. Well, he could have.
2: But, yeah, survival horror games, Kenneth just brought up. So we thought we'd throw in a little extra on here and just talk about some of our favorite horror games. So
1: A little news before we actually get into our favorite, <laughs> Last of Us 2 is coming out.
0: Yes. Stoked. Ellie is pissed and she's yeah. ready
1: to kick some ass. She sucks some dick.
0: I have no idea no. what
2: you're talking about.
1: You have never played Last of Us? Never. No, he hadn't. He ain't never played Last of Us, dude. If it ain't fucking on goddamn Nintendo, he's never played
2: it. No, someone was explaining it to me, and they were like, yeah, and there's these, like, fungus mushroom people, and I was like, oh, Matango, and then I just watched Matango.
0: <laughs> no, they're uh, cordyceps are real things that affect ants, and so the plot is that the cordyceps virus uh, evolved to attack humans. Oh, right, So, okay. you, so should look
2: up, you should look up
0: like, you should the actually,
2: virus because it actually yeah, turns it up, ants into little so, zombies. So Kenneth, what's some of your favorite horror games?
1: Well, I'm going to finish what Jay said because you so rudely interrupted him. I was trying you... to interrupt him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you shouldn't because that's actually legit. You should check it out. It's pretty cool. Okay. It's like it, it literally like this fungus. It It makes ants become like mindless drones and they kill each other. So they attack each other and kill each other.
2: What's your favorite horror <laughs> uh,
0: The Nature Channel. The episode on Cordyceps.
1: Right. If you don't know already, my favorite Oh, horror I know.
0: Game. I know. It's Resident Evil. Oh, yeah.
1: Totally.
2: <laughs>
1: Fucking okay. the entire Silent Hill series. What's Most your favorite? What's
2: your What's your favorite Silent Hill game, though? If you had to pick one,
1: it would probably be the second one. Two. Called it.
2: Yeah, I think that's everyone's like favorite Silent Hill game. Really it, would be, like it. It,
1: would, it would. be between that one and the third one. The room was actually pretty good. I don't know why people don't like it
2: because it uh, was not made as a Silent Hill game. It had the Silent Hill name tacked on uh, for more value. As
0: a Silent Hill
1: game, though. Yeah, but it works perfectly as one. And then the first person asked you why it, people hate it. It was great.
2: People hate when like yeah. shit comes out and it's like at the last minute they just like throw something on there to for marquee value and it's not. Oh, but it wasn't originally a Silent Hill game, you know? Like Super Mario Brothers Two, people give it shit and it's just because it's just a reskin of a different game with Mario characters. And like, oh, it's not a real Super Mario game, and I'm like, shut the fuck up! Super Mario Two is awesome. Yeah, when it
1: when it really comes down to that aspect of it, I could give a fuck. Fuck those goddamn people. Fuck them. That game was good. I enjoyed playing that goddamn game. And I really don't give a shit whether they do stuff like that because, you know what? I agree with you guys. Super Mario Brothers 2 was fucking great. Yeah. So. <laughs>
0: you hear that, people? Don't fuck Kenneth. <sighs> yeah. He so, loves to Silent
2: Hill.
1: So, okay. So, Kenneth, Silent
2: Hill 2 is your all time favorite horror game ever? Hmm, yeah. I would have to say probably. So, Jay, what's your all time favorite horror game? Oh.
0: I don't know. There's a lot that I enjoy.
2: Yeah, but if you were like, this is the one I've played the most, this is the one I'll go back to the most, like on a desert I've island. I've never gone back to any of them. Oh. <laughs> I usually just beat them
0: once, and that's kind of it. Oh. Uh, I don't know. Probably. I guess Silent Hill 3 is the one of the ones I put a lot of time into. Oh.
2: I'll you... put a lot of
1: time into that one, too.
2: I don't know if either one of y'all have played my favorite... It's called uh, The Uninvited and it's for the original Nintendo. It's a it's a uh, point and click adventure game and uh, No. It's really weird and like you die a lot and every time you die like you see the Grim Reaper but there's like it's really cool cuz there's just, like in the beginning of the game you'll see like this girl with her carousel like umbrella shit and you'll click to talk to her and when she turns around it's a skeleton. Or there's this one room that if you drop into, you get beaten to death by a gorilla.
0: Oh, cool. But you don't actually see.
2: It's point-and-click adventure. It's like fucking all still images. Uh, Still though. Um, i tell you what.
0: There's this game for Genesis. Um, Is it Poultry Guy? uh, Yeah. Yeah, What the hell is the full name of that? The haunting or something like that starring Poultry Guy? Yeah. That game was fucking awesome. Kenneth, you ever played this game?
1: I'm trying to think whether I have uh, so it. It's, it's a
0: puzzle game, kind of. Uh, you play as a guy who used to work for this big tycoon's energy company, and you die from radiation poisoning, and you become a poltergeist. And so now to get revenge on the family, you keep scaring them out of houses, and each house is more difficult than the last, because they all have these fear meters, and you got to keep scaring them until they leave. And so
1: that every sounds room, cool.
0: It is awesome. Every room has a different object that you can possess. So, like, if you jump into the dart, so you you set traps. You possess something, and then the family members go over to interact with that object, and then your possession takes place. So, like, you can possess the dartboard and then jump out, and then they go to open the dartboard, and it's like a bleeding eyeball. Or you possess the chair, and they go sit down in the chair, and the chair's like, ah, I'm a monster chair, and tries to get them. That's not really
1: just, cool for a Genesis It is fucking
0: game. awesome. And so when they leave, they drop ectoplasm that refills your health because if you run out of health, you have to go to hell. <laughs> and it's a like a side scrolling shooter almost to refill your energy and get back to the house. But it's yeah. fucking awesome. I love that game.
2: Kenneth, what other what what's another horror game you love Kenneth that's not Silent Hill?
1: Fatal Frame was really good.
2: Um, I'm
0: so upset that we didn't get a physical release of the Wii U one. And then or, the digital release we got was fucking edited.
1: I didn't from even. Talk Fatal it. Frame?
2: Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. There was a Wii U one and I, I didn't even <laughs> fucking play it. I, I, I Reese bought the Spirit Camera game that came out for the 3DS, which was like a Freighter Frame knockoff and it was terrible.
1: Yeah. And then, recent, out of recent games that I really dig, Until Dawn was fucking awesome. Yeah, it is. Oh, oh my God! I mean, it's like playing a slasher movie. I actually have a
2: recent horror game that I well, I mean, recent like past five years that I really enjoyed. Yeah. Resident, Resident Evil Revelations for the 3DS or the Wii U, or it, it came out a lot. Of, like, but I played the 3D. and everything. Yeah, I played yes. the 3DS version. That game is actually really good. It goes back to like more of a survival based horror resident actually evil actually a game. resident evil game yeah, yeah that one was really good i played the shit out of it i loved it cool
1: um i hadn't played any i hadn't really got into the resident evil game since like resident evil 4
2: i got a.
0: I think uh, that was the last good one because five and six fucking blue i got yeah, a reproduction
2: I, I, cart of sweet home which is a uh horror R.P. Survival so, R.P.G.
0: Yeah, Resident Evil
2: for the Famicom, and it was actually made by the people who would go on to eventually make Resident Evil. And on top of that, it's actually a movie game. It's like one of the best. It's better than the movie. Hmm. It's actually really good. And like, if your character, and it's like an R.P.G. Like it's turn-based. And like, if you, one of your characters dies, they literally die. You don't get them back. There's no revive. And that can make it to where you cannot beat the game because each person has a special job they have to do. So like if your photographer dies and you can't take a picture of a certain thing, that's it. you're dead. If your medic dies, you can't heal like from a poison or something. You're fucking done like just done. it is it is hardcore.
1: yeah, see I would get into that because I don't like that style of game.
2: I, I can't, I tr- I tried to play it, it's just, it's too hard for me, it's like, when you play- That's the like,
1: reason why I fucking hated Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, I, I, just, <laughs> I just didn't
2: play Kingdom Hearts, but like, the, the Fatal, uh not the Fatal, the, the Fire Emblem games, I couldn't play any of the older ones, because if a character died, they died, you didn't get them back, so yeah, it wasn't until permadeath. like, yeah, it was Permadeath, so it wasn't until like, Fire Emblem Awakening for the 3DS, where they had a bitch mode, and then I played because <laughs> they had a bitch mode, and if they died, you can bring them back.
0: Yeah. Uh, what was you guys' first horror game that you played?
2: Uh, Jaws for the NES.
0: I don't know if I count that as a horror game, but okay.
1: Friday the Thirteenth. A for the
2: shark NES. ate me. A fucking shark <laughs> ate me. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Uh, mine would be Friday that, the Thirteenth. Uh, it, it was actually going yeah, mine go, too. The, uh, the Uninvited. I played it with my grandfather. That or well, um, actually it was. Uh, I don't know if you count Shadowgate as horror as it's more of a dark fantasy game. I've never played
0: it, so you'll have to tell me. (laughs)
2: Uh, Kenneth, you've played Shadowgate, right?
1: I think so. It's
2: another point-click game except you wake up and you're in a castle, and it's just like Uninvited, where you can die multiple different ways. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: So, like, you can go into one room and get killed by a dragon, or go into one room and get killed by slime, or going. I hate
1: dragons.
2: Yeah. So, like, so I, I get uninvited or Shadowgate for me. I played those games with my grandfather. Fair
1: awesome. Enough. Yeah, I'd have to say that was probably it. Friday the 13th for the NES was probably my first one. And then, you know, uh, obviously Nightmare and Elm Street for the NES. Um, and then going past that, man, I think right after that when I really. My, my hardcore into horror survival games came around the same time that I started doing drugs. You know? <laughs> Fair enough. Right. So I would get absolutely tore up. And since I loved horror movies anyway, I would really want to get into this stuff. So, it, you know, that's when I really started getting into it. And I think that actually takes me to the very first time that I ever played the first Silent Hill game. I was so trash that I when I was trying to play it that I got stuck in one of those areas where the cameras comes down from up top. You know how like when you're when you're running down a hallway or something and the yeah. fucking the camera angle changes from behind you to above you to right in front of you. Yes. Yeah, I got stuck with it right on top of me, and I was just like, "Man, fuck this goddamn game!" And I was shit faced, and I was like, "Fuck this goddamn game!" And I turned it off, and that actually turned out to be one of my favorite games of all time. Nice. But uh, yeah, and then Persona that game too. I don't I don't know if it's No, really a horror That's not
0: horror, game, but although Persona two, the way they summon their personas by shooting themselves in the head is fucking awesome.
1: Yeah, I mean, I got into that one, but you know, and then most people they're all they're all Resident Evil, Resident Evil, and I'm like, eh, you know, The first couple of Resident Evil games were good, but it it they never really got to me like Silent Hill did.
0: I liked one, I liked two, uh, three four and code Veronica you want to know a fun... five and six I didn't really like
2: do you want to know a fun fact about Resident Evil 3 and code Veronica yes so code Veronica is actually the is supposed to be the actual third game in the series and Resident Evil 3 is supposed to be the offshoot but halfway through development uh, they comp- Capcom apparently forgot that uh, they signed a deal with PlayStation with Sony, that only the numbered Resident Evils would be on PlayStation ones. And so their side sword that they were making for the Sega, their third one that they were actually making for the Sega Dreamcast, had to actually get oh, changed. Funny. So that became Code Veronica and, and Resident Evil 3 became Resident Evil 3, but they were actually supposed to be switched. Code Veronica is actually supposed to be the third game in the series. That...
0: Where do you go, Capcom? Makes sense.
2: Yeah. So, and if you play the games, you'll actually kind of see how that actually works. Yeah, um, especially
0: with the Wesker stuff.
2: Yeah. So that's yeah. that's pretty much all we got for y'all today. Um, we do have some cool stuff on our YouTube, including I did a uh, new show called The Other Great. Movies in horror movie history, which apparently I can't figure out a better name than that long-ass name for. I
0: like it. I think that works well. Yeah,
2: but it talks about uh, some of the more lesser-known horror movie moments that are really good that never get talked about. So the first episode is done. It is actually on the YouTube channel. Um, We also have great things like Straight to the Kill, which is Jay reviewing horror movies over the horror movie trailer. Um, which is really – you did one you, uh, recently uh, I for... did Don't Breathe finally. Uh, I know I've been
0: promising that for like three or four episodes of the podcast, but I finally finished Don't Breathe, and I actually edited the trailer a little bit. I want these to be as spoiler-free as possible, and today's trailers aren't as spoiler-free as I'd like them to be, so I actually cut out a character's death from the trailer so that it's more of a surprise if people go watch the movie based on my review.
2: Yeah, I didn't even realize Don't Breathe came out and I saw it at Walmart today and I was like, fuck, I don't have the money to buy it. Yeah, I didn't.
0: I I wanted to do the episode after I saw the movie in theaters and then I never got around to it. So I tried to time it for the Blu-ray release.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, Um, I told Jay when we were talking earlier that I've been trying to get its on voodoo and I've been trying to get to watch it for like a week. Oh, so good.
2: Yeah. And then we also have like uh, Kill the Trailer, which is me watching uh, old horror movie trailers. For movies I've never seen and deciding if I would watch them or not. So check out our YouTube channel. Uh, There will be links for it in the description of this, obviously. um, We also have our podcast on YouTube if you prefer to listen slash watch a still image of it. Um, (laughs) We are also on Facebook. Facebook.com slash KillCast13. That's the number 13, not written out. Um, We post all kind of shit on there from horror memes to horror news to things we've bought or we're watching and sometimes just going yo what do y'all think about this um, so check that out come interact with us it's a lot of fun um, and of course if you're listening to this you probably know that we're on iTunes and Stitcher and Podbean at uh, killicast.podbean.com. so thank you all for joining us we had a lot of fun. Sorry it took so long. I got sick, and I. Have, this is the best I've sounded in, like, fucking a week and a half, almost two weeks. Six
1: years. Six yeah. Years. I sound <laughs>
2: sexy. Um. So that's it for us. Jay, you got any parting words?
0: I don't. No parting words. We're good. Okay. Peace. Kenneth, Juice. you got any
2: parting words?
1: Nah, fuck off.